Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Howdy, howdy, Jenny Reno's, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 340, goes out to Chagas Chumagulov's hair. Not him. It's so bad. (laughs) Not him, to his hair. It looks like his two wives and nine children all all took turns cutting his hair. So check it out if if you can. And uh, Caron Gracie, he's a runner-up because he has a new look, too, uh, as well. And Gilbert Burns has... A big afro now last time i saw it so, yeah. <laughs> this, is all, this is gonna be all about all be about uh hair this episode thanks for coming to the show i am jeff chalks fox i'm not all about hair i got hair on my face not as much on my head um this one's gonna be all about usc 288 main card yesterday we went through all eight of the prelim picks so make sure you check out that if you haven't already uh today we're talking about the main card and we're gonna at the end of the show we will give you our dogs our locks our props and our parlays of course, I have uh, some company here with me. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Freeland. Hello. How wild is that haircut? Yeah, it's, I don't, <laughs> yeah. What is it, Dan? What is it? I don't, haircut? describe it, it. It looks like it wants to be like a Beatles haircut, but then he also has um, the same goatee as the kid uh, who, the senior who is in my freshman algebra <laughs> class uh, had. He has that same, that same goatee. So uh, yeah. it, it's, it's nuts, man. And if you're not in the Discord, <laughs> this is what you're missing, by the way. You're missing updates on Shalgashumagulas hair. Yep, it's true. At sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord is, is the place to be. All right, we're, we're going to tell you all about UFC 288's main card pay-per-view portion. Like I said, yesterday was all about, about the prelims, so make sure you check that one out. What do you think about the main card? Is this pay-per-view worthy, Dan? I don't uh, think the, the couple of fallouts we've had, I, I will say Burns versus Muhammad is such a fun fight. So like maybe yeah. that alone is, is getting me back into it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But the rest of the card, I don't know. Um, how much do they want us to pay for this? 70 bucks or something like that. Cause I always yeah. pay for it. Of course. As do you. So yeah. 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 So, okay. Um, all right. Before we get into all that, I'm going to tell you about a way you can save money, get a good deal so you can afford these, these overpriced pay-per-views. That would be over at our friends at Shady Rays. Actually, with Shady May, you could win enough money to cover UFC pay-per-views for, for quite a while. Because Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off their products, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked wear your shady race with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase if you don't love them exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop with shady rays and that rhymes there's their team always has your back that doesn't rhyme go to shadyrays.com and use code sgpn for 50 percent off that's half price two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win a $500, $500 period in the Shady May contest, not a $500. 
card hard cold cash i'm messing up words and we just started the podcast let's move on to the main card 8 uh 10 p.m on pay-per-view unless you're in one of those parts of the world where you don't have to pay for it uh this that will be the saturday prudential center in newark new jersey ufc 288 we're going to kick things off actually first two fights are both featherweight fights crone gracie versus charles jordan is the opener ice cream cron is back He's five and one as a pro with five submissions, never been finishing the fight. One and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight because he decided he was a striker against Cub Swanson, and that didn't go well. That was way back in October of 2019, though. Uh, he's got one inch of reach on Jordan. He got outstruck over his two UFC fights, but almost three strikes per minute. He's at minus 2.98 strikes per minute. His grappling stats, not surprisingly, are better than Jordan's, plus 155. Air Jordan, a Canadian. 13, 6, and 1, 8 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been submitted once. 7, 5, and 1 in the UFC. He's lost 2 straight. Before that, he won 2 straight. He used to fight at lightweight. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Get the shirt. SportsGamblingPockets.com slash store. He's 7 years younger than Gracie. He's got better striking and active striking stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.28 strikes per minute. Minus 175. I always kick things off on the main card because I let Gumby go first in the prelims. Give me the Canadian Air Jordan. I, I can't trust Gracie, not just because of his last performance, but he's been out of the cage for way, way too long. He's fighting a much younger, uh, more well-rounded, dangerous fighter um, in Jordan. So give me, plus he's Canadian. Did I not mention that? Oh, oh, like you're trying to back into <laughs> Canadian hood I'm now. coming back. I'm not fading Canadians anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe All that's right. why I'm slumping. Maybe that's yeah, why I'm yeah. slumping. Give me Jordan. Ask, ask Jamie Lynn Horth how that's going. Oh, ask, ask Jillian Robertson how that's Do you just yeah. fade Canadian women? Is that your thing? You just don't like Maybe. Canadian women? <laughs> My wife's not here anymore. We can talk. Uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go I'm, ahead and pick, pick Kron. Go ahead. I'm picking Kron. Oh, yeah, what are we getting you. him at a number? Give me the number again. Uh... Plus 155. Yeah, I'm taking crime. And here's why I'm taking crime. Uh, Jordan has grappling issues, has major grappling issues. Go back and watch his fight with Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos takes his back standing twice in that fight. Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos is a guy who doesn't grapple. That dude just wants to box every single fight. And more than once, he had Jordan's back, like, at will. Like, as soon as he wanted it. And if that's the case with Shane Burgos... Dude, it, it only takes Cron Gracie being on you one time and it's over. Like a Alex Caceres learned that the hard way, right? Like Alex Caceres, clearly a better striker than Cron Gracie, was clearly having a better time in the striking than Cron Gracie. Just, you know, th that that's a win that aged well for Cron. And as soon as Cron had him down, over. Game. Call it a submission. And like, I think that's the same thing here with Jordan. Jordan is a guy who's got, you know, you're right, is a better striker. But as soon as Kron has his hands on him, it's over. Uh, and I don't think that that Jordan has got the footwork. I don't think he's got the wherewithal to stay away here. I, I think he winds up just being on the ground with him one time, and it's over. Not to mention, uh, and I know this is this is uh, kind of nitpicky in, in choosing my spots here. We talk about big layoffs all the time, right? This one seems like it had. This one seems like it had a point, though, right? Like. He he clearly got pieced up because he didn't have the wrestling to get to Cub Swanson's legs. And then all of a sudden he disappeared for a couple of years and he now he's back. I have to think that he like did some wrestling. I have to think that like he sharpened something up here. Um and really all like if dude, if this guy's got a double leg, he's gonna beat so many people just like 
in silly ways by getting absolutely pieced up on the feet, shooting one double leg and winning this fight. Okay, Gumby, if you didn't listen yesterday, we we weren't disagreeing yesterday. We we were disagreeing yesterday as well. So maybe one of those shows again. Let's see. Next, uh, I don't think we're in this. Wait, we're not going to differ on this one. <laughs> Featherweights, Mofsor Evolev versus Diego Lopez. Originally, we may have disagreed, but we're not going to disagree now. Lopez, 21 and 5, seven knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out twice. This is his short notice debut. Just took the fight a couple of days ago. He's won two straight fights, both via TKO. Before that, he lost two straight. 0 1 in the Contender Series, multiple regional championships on his mantle. He's fight a Bantamweight, 2012 Pro MMA debut, three inches taller than Evolev, plus 400. Evlov 16 and 0, four not three knockouts, excuse me, four submissions. He's won, he's on six and only UFC. Um, what else can I tell you? He used to fight at Bantamweight. He was the M1 champion before this over in Russia. He's got two inches of reach on Lopez. Um, based off of their Lopez's one fight, he's more active. Uh, more active landing strikes and has better grappling stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents, Evolev has, by one and a half strikes per minute, 1.57 to be exact, minus 667. Tell us why we're picking Evolev. Minus 667. 667. Other than uh, short notice, you never pick short notice, guys, even though last week that bit us, but go ahead. Uh, no, Evolev has got uh, really good wrestling, right? I was, yeah. uh, dude, I was so pumped to pick him against Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, me too. Uh, he was going to crush Bryce Mitchell. Um, but the problem with Lopes is, is like, he was on Contender Series. Uh, I don't know if you guys remembered him. He was on Contender Series. He actually fought for, it was only just a little bit over two rounds, and then an eye poke uh, ended the fight like three seconds into the third. He fought Joe Anderson Bree too. Uh, he was on the mat with his back on the mat for eight minutes of the 10 minutes against Joe Anderson Bree too. And in what world would you say to yourself, Joe Anderson Bree too took him down like that but I think Movsar Evloev is going to have a hell of a time, right? Like Movsar Evloev, take down whenever he wants it. You know, five minutes of control time. Yeah, rinse and repeat for two more rounds. Give him 15 minutes of control time. Just rack up those uh, those daily fantasy points if you want Movsar. <laughs> yep, Movsar is the pick. Um, all right. Let's see what we're going to move to next. So we're starting off with two featherweight fights. Let's move up to... Actually, down to women's strawweights. Jessica Andrade versus Yon Shaonan. Uh, Yon, nicknamed Fury, and nickname is Nine. So she has two. She's 16 and three with one no contest. Been knocked out, sorry, knocked out seven opponents. She, her, she herself has been knocked out once and submitted once. Seven and two in the UFC. She had one and two of her last three. She did win her last fight, though. Uh, used to fight at Flyweight 2008 Pro MMA debut. Four inches taller than Andrade, an inch of reach on her. She's outstruck her UC opponents by a very impressive 1.92 strikes per minute, and she's at plus 170. Andrade, Beta Estasa, which means? It's Beta Esteca, which I believe means pile driver. It does. It does mean that. 24 and 10 is Andrade. Nine knockouts, eight submissions. She's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. 15 and 8 in the UFC. She's won three of her last four, including uh, sorry, losing her last one via submission. Used to fight at flyweight and used to fight at bantamweight. Was is the former champion of this strawweight weight class. She's been fighting professionally since 2011 in MMA. She's two years younger than Yan. More active landing strikes than Yan, and has better grappling stats than her as well. She's outstruck her UC opponents by a strike and a half per minute. She's at minus 175. Give me the former champ, Andrade. Uh, way better grappler. Going to be 
more physically stronger than Jan, and she's not too shabby on the feet as well. So I think she hits like a she hits like a truck. Yes, <laughs> I, I think she beats most most strawweights pretty much. Yeah. Maybe all strawweights, but most strawweights. Uh, I'll say in in this uh, current state of the UFC. Yeah, dude. When you when you go through the list of people she's lost to in the UFC, it's really impressive. Aaron Blanchfield, Valentina Shevchenko, Rose Namajunas, Weili Zhang, Joanna Janjacek. Uh, and the, her only other losses uh, came at Bantamweight when she fought at Bantamweight for a brief moment. So, like, with the exception of Aaron Blanchfield, who has yet to win the title that I think one day she will win, champions. Uh, and it's either champions or they don't beat her. Uh, and, and, like, it's because if you watch that fight with Lauren Murphy, she's faster She's crisper. She hits harder. Um, she's more technical. And even though Yan Xiaonan is like a good volume puncher, like Yan Xiaonan could land three punches for every one of Jessica Andrade. And guess which ones the judges are going to remember? They're going to remember that big clubbing right hand that came right down the pike that like whipped Yan Xiaonan's head back. So uh, look, I, I think the power advantage is there. I, I think this is probably one of the easier picks here. And the fact that we're getting it at, what did you say? Negative 200? Um, 175, even better. Oh, 175, even better. Yeah. yeah. The fact that we're getting it at 175 to me is just like, that's a steal. Uh, like she, she's going to win this fight easily. I think it's only maybe as close as it is because maybe, maybe because she's coming back down to the division. I don't know, but, and uh, just beat Mackenzie Dern, which is kind of, kind but, of but impressive. that's, yeah, it, it's kind of impressive, but it's like, it, it sort of, is it relevant? Right? Like yeah, Mackenzie Dern, ter- for sure. terrible, terrible boxer. Right. Um, And now she's fighting somebody who box as well. So it's like cool that you beat that terrible boxer. um, But I'll take the the good boxer against any day. Uh, So, uh, yeah, give me Andrade. Yeah, Andrade does not have too many holes in her game. So, all right. Co-main event. Five round co-main event. It should be uh, for it should be the de facto number one contender fight in welterweight. But who knows with the UFC? Um, They like to pass over these these guys. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. Remember the name is 22 and three with one no contest he's been knocked out sorry he's knocked out five people submitted one person he himself has only been knocked out once so it's very durable 26 fights he's only been stopped one time 13 to three with one no contest in the ufc he's won four straight and even better than that he's gone eight oh and one over his last actually eight oh and one no contest over his last nine fights uh won his last five via tko has not actually lost a fight since january of 2019 was a regional champion two and oh in bellator 2012 pro may debut inch height and inch reach over burns two years younger he's more active landing strikes than burns is he's outstruck as you see opponents by 0.79 strikes per minute it's a plus 110 dorino which means uh small tough yes we just talked about these oh yeah this is a hastily arranged short notice fight for both men uh but seems like muhammad is what how much weight was he saying 40 they said he had to lose seven thousand pounds yes in (laughs) two weeks yes um all right burns 22 and five six knockouts nine submissions he's been knocked out twice 15 and five in the ufc he's won two straight and three of five he's fight at lightweight 2012 pro may debut he's a bjj world champion He's outstruck his UFC opponents by a quarter of a strike a minute. So 0.25 is a strike differential, and he's at minus 120. Uh, I'm going to go chalk here. I like Gilbert Burns. Um, I, I think, look, look, I'm impressed with the striking of Bilal Muhammad, especially against Sean Brady. But I, I think the reason it looks so good in that fight is 
Sean Brady presented exactly one question for Bilal Muhammad. It's like, can you defend my takedown? And I think Bilal Muhammad half could defend the takedown and look so good on the feet because that's literally all he was worried about coming back from Sean Brady. Uh, he, he wasn't worried about the striking. And I don't think that that's a luxury you have against a guy like Gilbert Burns. Um, if, if you go back and watch Gilbert Burns, especially since he's come up to Bantamweight, he's got a lot of power. You know, you look at the way he knocked out Demia Maya. You looked at the way he stunned Tyron Woodley. Um, you know, obviously, he just mostly grappled Stephen Wonderboy Thompson or, or Magni or Masvidal. Um, I don't know that he'll do that here, but it's enough of a threat that he could possibly grapple him. He could possibly strike with you. And I think that's going to give Bilal Muhammad some issues. Um, we, we saw I give him issues the last time he fought, which was that fight with Jeff Neal. Um, and, and since then, like, I don't know that he's fought anybody who's either as sharp as Burns on the ground, or if he is as sharp as Burns in the ground, can mix it up. I, I think this is maybe one of the toughest fights to call, call on the whole card. Um, but I like Gilbert Burns here, especially being the one who was recently in camp. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I was really considering picking Muhammad here, but I ended up um, going with Burns just because he's more dangerous, uh, more dangerous striking, more dangerous on, on the ground. Um, I just couldn't think of a way, uh, pitcher a path to victory for Muhammad. Um, the fact that it's five rounds and he really puts a pace on could could be the issue, but Burns hasn't really he hasn't really gassed out too much, does he? I've that I remember. He's he's got he, he still had, gas tank. he still had tons in the tank in that war. With, yeah, uh, Kamzat. And granted, yeah. that war with Kamzat was only th- th- that was only a three round war. But like he was the one who looked good at the end of three rounds, not yeah. Kamzat. Yeah, and it's just he didn't look that great against Masvidal, which probably was was playing into me wanting to pick Muhammad. But he, he's just I think he's too dangerous for for Muhammad to to avoid for uh, for the full um, twenty five minutes if it goes that long. And Muhammad sounds like he's cutting in a ridiculous. It was it was in the forties, was it not? You said seven thousand, but I think it was less than that. I think yeah, yeah, I, I think it was slightly less than seven thousand. Yeah, but I think yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of weight. So that that's not going to help either. So, give me Burns. Sadly, I'm going to go chalk here. Um, not so sadly, I'm going to tell you about a couple of things that may interest you. First of all, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Plus, plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And it's Kentucky Derby Week and the Notorious OTB, which is one of our podcasts here, brought to you by the Sports Gaming Podcast Network, is this place to go for all your triple crown bets. Plus, leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and the running of the Belmont, which is Saturday, June the 10th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the Wolf's one-of-a-kind fallen Bob painting. It's post time. All right. It is main event time in our world for the uh, UFC Bantamweight Championship of the World. Aljamain Sterling versus former champ Henry Cejudo. The messenger Cejudo is 16 2 with eight knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Wait a second. Wait a second. The messenger? (laughs) Yeah. You you don't remember that nickname? I don't. For a while, I think. It's about as lame as as lame as he is, right? It's about as lame as Triple C, but it, it's exactly. it's one I haven't heard. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. He's 16 2 with eight knockouts. Uh he, like I said, he's been knocked out once. 10 and 2 in the UFC. He was a double champ, flyweight and bantamweight. If you look a little deeper on the resume, it's not quite as impressive when you see who who he's beaten. Uh anyhow, 
used to fight at flyweight, as I said. He's won six straight fights, the last three via TKO. However, he has not fought since May of 2020. He's not lost fights since December of 2016. He has missed weight at flyweight, but we're up at bantamweight now, so no worries there. Was a regional champion before all this. 2013 Pro MMA debut. Was an Olympic wrestling champion. Uh, not surprisingly, he has better grappling stats than Sterling. Uh, no, I guess it is kind of surprising, actually. Uh, Sterling is a very good grappler as well. Uh, Cejudo has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.15 strikes per minute. He's at plus 100. Even money on the former champ. Funkmaster. Aljamain Sterling, 22-3. and three. three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once. Both guys, very durable. 14-3 and three in the UFC. He's been the champion of the Bantamweight division, and he's defended it twice already successfully. He's won eight straight fights. He's not lost since December 2017. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. He used to fight at ben, uh, Flyweight, excuse me, 2011 Pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Cejudo. Seven inches of reach on him. Two years younger. He's got better striking stats, striking and active striking stats than Cejudo. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by two and a half strikes per minute, plus 2.52, and he's at minus 105. Give me the champ, Sterling. Um, various reasons. Cejudo, the ring rust, even though he says it doesn't exist, he's been out of the cage quite a while. Uh, fighters who have taken at least a year off or only win 45% of the time, so I think it does. ring rust does exist. Um, he's... Getting, he's 36 already, getting quite old for Bantamweight. Um, and this is a, a tough test, even if he was um, in in a full, not a full camp, but, but uh, have no ring rust or anything. And Sterling is, seems to be getting better with every fight. He's He doesn't get the respect he deserves, but he's basically good everywhere. Um, I don't think Cejudo will be able to totally dominate him in the wrestling and the grappling. Plus, Sterling's way, way bigger. Um, seven inches reach is a huge thing. So um, give me the champion current champ yeah i agree with you I, i'm gonna take Aljamain sterling too you said negative one 105 105 love that number um I, i'm gonna say in addition to kind of like in that number already the negative 105 on sterling i, I think is gonna come down I, I think you're gonna see him end up as an underdog so if you do like Aljamain sterling like us just wait a second i, I think he's gonna be an underdog by fight time um, and, and look, I, I think the seven inches you said of reach advantage is huge here for two reasons. Number one, Sterling has been getting a lot better with his hands. Uh, and, and I would say boxing is one of those areas that you see ring rush show up the most, because if, if you haven't been in there for like live action for a while, finding that range of boxing of a guy you haven't trained with 700 times can be really tricky. And Aljamain Sterling is getting craftier and craftier on the feet as time goes. He looked great against Dillashaw there. He looked great in the second Piotr Jan fight there. I think he's getting better and better on the feet. And it's going to make it so that it's really hard for Cejudo to get in on those takedowns. Plus, I just want to add, even if Cejudo does get in on a takedown or two, Aljamain Sterling is grappling with Marab Dvalishvili every day and holding his damn own in that process. I, I think he's got the submissions to counter it. I think he's got the scrambles to counter what uh, Cejudo has. Yeah, I, I like Aljamain Sterling in this one. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. There you go. All right, we'll recap the main card. We both are in on Sterling. We both are in on Burns. We both are in on Adraj. We both are in on Evalev. Uh, he has Gracie. I have Air Jordan. All right, we're not done. Don't leave yet. Uh, we got our locks, our dogs, our props, our parlays. Would you like to begin? 
Sure, I'll uh, I'll get a kick in. I- I'm gonna take for my lock. I'm gonna take uh, at negative one seventy five. Jessica Andrade. Uh, I, look, I I don't think she should be negative one seventy five here. I think she should be like negative three hundred. Uh, I think I love the value of the pick. I also just love the pick. Give me Jessica Andrade as my lock. All right, give me. <sighs> I'd like to pick a lock we're both in on, but that's hard to do because we're not both in on a whole lot of picks. No, we're so not. Guess on the main car, we're we're uh, fairly uh, fairly locked in here. Um, you got Andrage. I like. Now I'm gonna go one opposite one. Give me Hodhiguez minus one thirty. Marina Rodriguez Hodhiguez minus one thirty. That was what I was thinking originally when I was doing the write ups, and I'm not gonna let you persuade me on that. So there you yeah. go. Just so you know, I was not going to let you take Malsara Evloev. Uh, <laughs> like, if no. you tried, I was just going to tell you to try again. Um, <laughs> try again. For my dog, uh, I'm going to go one of the ones I'm opposite of you. I like Kron Gracie. Uh, I know the layoff's crazy. Uh, but I, I think he's a huge, super live dog here at plus 155 against somebody who's got some major grappling issues. So uh, give me Kron Gracie. All right. We're disagreeing on that. Gracie at 155. All right. Um, what dog do I like best? I like um, the beautiful monster, um, Mr. Smith, to <laughs> beat Parker Peter Parker Porter at plus 152. I like that. I also like that nickname, uh, which is, it's a great nickname. Um, yep. I'm, I'm going to go nuts with my prop here. Because uh, oh I, I got some big props that I like. I got some smaller ones I like. You'll hear the smaller ones in the uh, Hunger Man drawing. I'm going to take a six to one prop here uh, as my prop. Plus 600, Matt Frivola hits a knockout. Uh, Matt Frivola becomes the first one to knock out Drew Dober. Plus 600. Seems like a long shot, but man, he's coming off of back to back knockouts against the guy who gets hit. Uh, man, dude, plus 600. It's hard to just leave that stand in there. All right. So, what was the pick again? Uh, Matt Frivola hits a yep. knockout. Frivola KO. And what was the number again? Plus, Plus 600. Wow. 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 I did hear it right. Holy moly. All right. Um, do I want to double down on Smith? Because if Smith wins, he's going to win via knockout. Yeah. I, hang I'm just going to let you know ahead of time that yep. number is not nearly as enticing as you No, it's think 205 it or something, right? It's not, well, I mean, like, I you could if you shop around, you might be able to find it at 205, but in a lot of places, he's like to win 150. You know, I think you said 152, he's like 155 to win in a lot of places, and yeah. plus 165 to win in a lot of places by knockout. So, like, in most places, you're only getting like 10 or 20 extra on it. Like, yeah, at that price, I, I think you're better off just like might as well stick on the money line at that price. Yep, it's true. All right, uh, what is um do, 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 what was I look a burns via decision oh i have that on hand for good reason uh i have gilbert burns by decision plus 250 all right give me that and another guy, another guy gets another guy finishes each another guy gets finished i mean so give me that so gumby's got on garage i got hot he as our locks uh so a couple of straw weights women's straw weights he has gracie as a dog i have smith he has frivola knockout for his prop and I have Burns decision for my prop. All right. You got a big hungry man, jog super fan parlay, two fights, big payouts. Let us have it. Yeah. So the first part is Burns by decision. Um, I, I love that prop as well. Like if you're going to bet Gilbert Burns, I, I don't love the number on Gilbert Burns because it's such a coin flip fight. He's a slight favorite, um, you know, negative negative one twenty. Yeah. Not an awful number, but the fact that you can get him 
at well over twice that value, almost three times that value for Gilbert Burns to win by decision. I think you got to play that. And I think it's probably only juiced up because it's a, uh, um, five round fight. Right. But like, he, I, I still don't, hard, but... yeah, but I still don't think he's going to knock out Bilal Muhammad. No. And, and I also don't know Bilal Muhammad's going to like have a tough enough time and get submitted. So yeah, give me Gilbert yeah. Burns by decision plus two fifty. I like that. And then I'm going to, uh, Pair that with Ikram Aliskarov by submission. So I, I already like Aliskarov. Uh, he's got like a dozen Kamura finishes. He's like really sharp on the ground. Um, and, and I, you know, I saw some people talking in the Discord that they weren't so sure about him and they didn't love him as like parlay material at like negative 175. If you don't like him at parlay material at negative 135, just take a stab at him to win by submission. Plus 350 um, for him to win by submission, which seems... It seems like the most likely way he wins this fight is just by wearing out uh, Phil Haas and going for a submission. I know Haas has lost a bunch of times by getting tired and knocked out, but I think if he gets tired and even if he gets stung on the feet, I think Aliskarov goes for the arm or, or, or tries to finish him with a choke. So uh, give me Aliskarov by sub plus 350, pair it with Burns plus 250 by decision. You get plus 1475. Oh, 14.7 plus 1475. Boom. We're leaving you on a high note there. Hopefully that is our first hit of 2023 on our super fan. Oh, we got, we got one earlier, but it was oh, yeah. only half in one of the fights. <laughs> one fight. Fine. You want to count that? I do. It was half half of a Hungry Man John Super Fan Parlay, so it was a snack. It wasn't the full meal. So, <laughs> Hungry Man John Super Fan snack. Oh, he's super fan. He is a Hungry Man John Super uh, Hungry Man. Yeah, that's right. Hungry, Hungry Man, Man John Super Fan snack. Yeah, yeah, Super Fan snack. There you go. We have a, a new segment. So, all right, uh, that is it for us. We'll be back on Sunday to recap how we did with all these picks. Till then, uh, get in the Discord and chat with us. sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash Discord. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account. He's he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast. He interviews a couple of people from this here fight card, both prelim fighters. Uh, the beautiful monster Smith, who will, uh, Braxton Smith, who will let you know how he got that nickname. And he interviews Kid Kavembo, a couple of good nicknames on his show this week, Johnny Munoz Jr. So listen to that. Stick that in your ear holes once you're done with us. Uh, all our writing can be found at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Everyone's writing on various subjects can be found there as well as all our podcasts and our giveaways and our discounts and all that good stuff. And get in my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get me in your inbox pretty much every day with MMA writing. And at the very least, enter my free pick and contest I run for pretty much every UFC event, including this one. So uh, that is it for me. Gumby will uh, take us home. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff. Remember the name Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.